Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about do exotics need nerfed? Are there pieces of armor that need to be adjusted? I'm going to be interacting with an article that was written by Paul Tassie for Forbes magazine. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now, so come on in and hang out. If I'm not live, just click follow on the Twitch channel. That way you can catch the streams. If you're watching this on YouTube, hitting the subscribe and like button is a free and easy way to support what I do. So, are there exotics in the game that are just too strong? Do they need adjusted? That's kind of the question. I am going to take a very different approach to this subject. Paul Tassie's not actually calling for nerfs. To be fair, he's calling for adjustments to be made to the items themselves uh, just because of the way that they overshadow so much in the game. So just to be fair, on the outset, he's not actually saying nerf these, weaken them, make them, you know, less than they are now. He's calling for adjustments to be made so they would still be awesome, but they would be very, very different. So first I'm going to talk about what's the issue, what, you know, what's the issue people are taking with these exotics. He's not the first person to make some of the points that he's making. One of our community members, Milo, made a lot of these points when the reckoning came out. He was saying, you know, they've created exotics that forces them to create content like the reckoning. It's essentially built around, you know, supers that you have to be able to get back in rapid succession and if you can't get those supers back in rapid succession, then the reckoning becomes significantly harder. So this point's already been made before now. Second, I'm going to talk about what does Paul suggest? What are the things he's actually suggesting they do with the four offenders in his mind? And I'm going to end by saying, what do I think? I'm going to take a different approach to this. I don't necessarily know if we want to start nerfing stuff. I actually have some different ideas of how exotic armor should play out in the game. So... The four things he set his sights on were Skull of the Dire Ahamkara, Phoenix Protocol, Orpheus Rigs, and Shards of Galanor. And in his mind, he sees these exotic pieces of armor as being so strong and influential. Not shards as much anymore, but they're so strong and influential that it makes it hard to justify using any other exotic at all in the game. I tend to resonate with some of what he's saying. As soon as I switch off of Skull of the Dire Ahamkara and I play as any other subclass, I feel significantly significantly weaker not until the revelry did I even feel like using uh, a titan because I feel like titans are just so weak in pve right now but doomfang pauldrons combined with the grenade buff for the uh, for the revelry made for some really really fun you know times because I was just able to shoot my throw my shield like non-stop so I I do resonate with the idea that these are so strong I kind of feel like I can't run anything else when I run that particular subclass and when I switch to other subclasses I do tend to feel pretty weak especially when you get into places like gambit or the reckoning or even the infinite forest if you're just trying to kill the enemies really fast the skull is just unbelievably strong in those environments Uh, That feeling of only running those subclasses and those supers is something I'm going to touch on at the end with my idea about the role exotics should be playing in the game right now. I'm going to kind of give you some of my ideas. Nerfs don't help, though, in my opinion. I I, I applaud the fact that Paul Tassi's not just like, oh, nerf it, nerf it. He says, no, let's make these adjustments. You don't want to just nerf these exotics so people use other exotics. That's the breaking of the train analogy that I've always made. If you come into a room and the kids are only playing with the train and you want them to play with the other toys in the room, you don't break the train to motivate their change in behavior. And that's exactly what it would feel like if they basically just decided to nerf these exotics instead of changing them. So, what does Paul suggest? I'm going to read you his suggestions from the article for the four involved. So Skull of the Dire Ahamkara, he thinks it should double the amount of void projectiles in Nova Bomb. So basically turn it into a giant room clearing, you know, it just lays waste to the room basically, which I think might actually be kind of nice. I don't necessarily want Skull to be taken away. I would, if you give me the choice between nerfing it, like, hey, uh, you get 50% of your super energy back now, like they, they lower the max amount you can get. I'd rather get less super energy back than completely change the item entirely. Uh, that's just that's just kind of how I'm wired. But I do think it would be kind of cool if you got like a lot more projectiles floating around and it was like a good room clearer. Phoenix Protocol severely burns and weakens enemies inside. 
I like this because of the weakening part. It would it would kind of give uh, it would give the warlock a bit of a melting point. You could drop a, a well of radiance on a boss and get a really really good bake going. I don't necessarily know if he's actually lowering how strong Phoenix Protocol is in this situation. In some respects, I think that would make Phoenix Protocol stronger than it already is right now. Getting your super back for Phoenix Protocol from killing ads. I don't necessarily think is as influential uh, as weakening the enemies and and burning them. I love his idea, though. I I, I would probably take it. Uh, Orpheus Rigs. Double the radius of tether, and it can tether through walls. I I think this is pretty good, but again, this doesn't feel strong enough for an exotic. Doubling the, the size of what can be tethered, there's not a lot of areas where you would really truly see this benefit. You'd be like, oh man, look how many extra enemies are tethered. A lot of the areas, the ads tend to cluster together and clump together anyway, so I don't know if this would actually make a significantly noticeable difference to where you'd be like, oh, I want to wear this exotic. And then last last but certainly not least, Shards of Galanor. Blade Barrage now throws out knives in a complete circle. So kind of giving you that die, die, die Reaper thing, like you kind of spin around in a giant circle and the you know the knives go everywhere. I like his ideas. I think some of them again, I, I, I try to give feedback as I went. I think some of them maybe make them actually stronger than they presently are, or at the very least don't do enough. I don't know if the projectiles on Nova would be enough to be cool or be exciting. So lastly, um, I think exotics should create a difference in how you play, okay? Because I think a lot of these, especially the one for like Orpheus rigs, it's just kind of a gimmick. Uh, it, It doesn't actually... It doesn't actually do enough. I understand that you, when you can tether entire groups of enemies, create orbs, and get your tether back, it does trivialize a lot of the content. So I just think maybe we, we, we don't want to swing too hard that we turn exotics into gimmicks. I think too many exotics in the game are already at a status of basically being a gimmick that would really make a great curated role for armor. So let's talk about what I think. What, what do I think they should do here? I'm, ra- I'm more along the lines of making exotics better or more specific in how they are better. So I think what you could do is, number one, I think a lot of the exotics, very similar to comments I've made about some of the exotic weapons, I think some of the exotic armor pieces could literally just be a pinnacle curated roll on a piece of armor that you grind for. Uh, Some of the benefits are just so marginal, they don't really seem to do anything. Kepri's Horn and some others, they really give marginal benefits that arguably don't change really anything about how you play. And I think that's where they should kind of set their sights is rethinking what is an exotic and what is basically just like a pinnacle legendary weapon. Because I do feel like sometimes they're not really swinging far enough. And even if they were to nerf some of these exotics, or I'm sorry, not nerf, but change the way that some of these exotics work, even if they were to do that, I still think a significant portion of a lot of the exotic armor pieces would be completely ignored because they don't do enough. They're too gimmicky even with the ideas that paul outlined i can't see myself taking off phoenix protocol or orpheus rigs or any of them because a lot of the other exotic choices are just so far down the ladder of efficiency what he's actually doing isn't necessarily going to drive me to use anything else so what could they do to make exotics better? So some of them probably just need relegated to pinnacle weapon or pinnacle status. I'm sorry, pinnacle armor status, like a curated role. Or or another idea that I have. They should maybe consider investing more heavily into the idea that every attunement should be getting an exotic that changes the way that it goes. So for example, with Tether, there's three different attunements. You've got Spectral Blade, so that completely changes the super. But you have two Tethers, okay? With Mobius Quiver, there ought to be, I think, there ought to be an exotic, maybe a pair of gloves with Mobius Quiver, like every direct hit grants you another shot, but then you cap it, right? So you could really do a lot of shots and it would kind of turn it into like, you know, a, an ad clearing killer where you're actually going for shots, maybe on majors. I don't know. Every direct hit would grant you another shot. 
I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But what I'm thinking is you'd come to Night Stalker, there'd be three exotics that would completely and utterly change the way that you engage with each attunement. Orpheus rigs could maybe affect one up here and then one for Spectral Blades. That's nine. That's nine exotics per per character basically now obviously you'd have to iterate on this and go further because you're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you're like well we can't really introduce any new exotics every attunement has an exotic well at least start there though that's where i would start i would look at all of the exotics and can any of them be retuned to be better for a specific attunement or stronger or, or make you know make it feel more exotic or again maybe it just belongs as a legendary pinnacle piece of gear instead of being an exotic because at the end of the day I think exotics should focus on you playing differently or feeling like you're playing differently because right now they're either way too strong to where you're like why would I ever take off skull or they're so gimmicky and so weak you don't even touch them because they don't do anything for you so I would love to see them kind of change their approach to exotics in general and lean more towards pinnacle gear. That's been something I've been saying for a while. Uh, but I also think they could do more to make current exotics better. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about do exotics need nerfed? I walked through a Paul Tassi article where he recommended some changes to four exotic shards of Galanor, Skull of the Dire Ahamkara, Orpheus Riggs, and Phoenix Protocol. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now, so come on in and join the conversation. Uh, I'm going to jump right into the questions. The first question's coming in from Mike says, Bungie said in Forsaken VidDoc, maybe this is the Black Army, they said no more nerfs and said we'll be bringing other things up to that level. Why do you think they backed off that? My guess is to preserve preserve the TTK and limit the continuous space magic. I mean, I think a lot of the times that, you know, companies say things that they can't, like, I guess, honor. You know what I mean? Like... When they said, you know, we're not going to be nerfing anything, at the time, I think they were talking about specific things. Sorry, I forgot to say the date. This is being recorded on April 24th. Thank you, hashtag. Uh, you know, so the, I think sometimes, you know, they say stuff that, like, they just kind of can't keep to. Like, oh, we're not going to nerf stuff ever again, or, you know, we're not going to nerf anymore. I don't know what the exact phrasing was, but I definitely think there's a significant challenge when it when it comes to this idea that we always are just going to bring things up obviously obviously there there's just realities that happen there's things that take place you know and we don't need to be hyperbolic not honor you mean lie lying is when you set out to deceive someone you're you're holding five dollars behind your back and you're like no i only have a dollar i have one dollar behind my back right you know, I don't have $20 behind my back. I only have $2 behind my back. Whatever. You're that's that that's with the intent to deceive. If they said at the time they recorded that video, they may have very well meant to say, "No, we're not nerfing. We're going to leave these things as they are. We're going to leave them really really strong." And then 6 months goes by and someone's like, "We really need to rein some of these things in. They're too strong." Well, that doesn't mean they're a liar. I just I think there's a very, very different there's a there's a difference between lying and saying we don't wanna we don't wanna nerf anymore, we wanna raise things, and then they're unable to do that. Also, when they were talking about that, I don't know if they were specifically talking about things they did in Forsaken or Beyond. Um, fourteen months from Salty Truth, thank you. It's just it's just one of those things. I if if you're if you're going to oh did I do that again with the grammar exotics need nerfed need to be nerfed yeah I messed up the grammar again didn't I I do that all the time the, the, the full sentence is supposed to be exotics need to be nerfed question mark instead of exotics need nerfed um, your car needs washed I, that's just how I've always spoken your car needs to be washed whatever um, 
So, I, yeah, I don't know if it's something that you can you can hold them to forever because I just think sometimes things are just too strong. Things get into the layer, into the areas of the absurd, and you've got to you've got to rein things in. Uh, it, but obviously, when when I looked at at Tassie's article, I was just kind of like, aren't there other ways for them, you know, to do this? Aren't there other ways for them to pull this off? which would be i think to maybe bring others up i don't know how much you need to do to you know uh i don't know how much you need to do to the other you know the other the other you know exotics like do they do they really need to come back down or is it more about changing them because it's like well you could lower them a little bit and then raise a bunch of the others Paul's Paul's suggestions were uh, seemingly more about uh, changing the actual nature of the exotics, and I just think you need to stay away from gimmicks is the biggest problem. That's why I talked about in my talk. Like we don't want gimmick exotics. We want exotics that change the nature of how like an attunement works. JD Gamer, do you think the annual pass is working for Bungie uh, to keep people? Uh, without being disappointed uh, with the season, even some people with the season of the Forge, which I found both fun. But do you think Bungie will make changes in year three? I mean, I think when they start promoting, uh, I think when they start promoting the the next annual pass, I think one of the things they're going to highlight is that they're they're making changes that they learned they learned from their mistakes. They're they're going to be making changes. I think that's going to be one of the things they end up saying just to market it, to say, I mean, they kind of did that with season of the forge. You know, they were like, well, we learned some things. We learned about accessibility. We learned about people wanting to jump into the content right away. And, um, that's just one of the things that I think leads to, uh, leads to you got to be careful with how you say it you got to be careful with how you promise it um you got to be there's a lot of things i think that go into whether or not you want to you don't want to like a lot of the times i think people are like why don't they just admit they messed up why don't they just admit they don't have enough time or something you have to be careful you don't want to make it sound like your content was bad you don't want to take make it sound like your content wasn't worth playing you don't want to like devalue people's investment and 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 the fact oh that they purchased the content you know prior to that you have to be careful with with the phrasing and and how they talk about it um it's one of those things where if you if you phrase it in the wrong way then you sound like you're making excuses or you sound like you're devaluing stuff people already spent money on it's really, really dangerous. What they want, what they would want to do, I would think, is say, in the first annual pass, this is what we tried to do. We set out to do this, and we feel we did that. The feedback from the players was that they wanted more. They wanted more of this. They wanted more of that. You're affirming that the content was delivered. They made good on the content, but you're also saying player feedback took us into a different a different pathway you know player feedback kind of indicate you know player feedback indicated you wanted more of this or you wanted changes blah 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 blah, blah. you have to be very very cl- careful with how you talk about stuff that people already spent money on matrix if they just bugged all of the exotics to crazy levels oh buffed buffed all of them to crazy levels do you think that more people would be inclined to use different ones more often well if you buff them to absurdity then it doesn't really matter like nothing matters if everything is strong then like nothing's really strong if everything is absurdly powerful then nothing really is now if you're talking about specifically with like the exotic armor if if everything is game breaking then you're not you don't ever really feel like you're threatened or overcoming something significant so I'll give you an example during Wrath of the Machine, when I discovered that I could run a tier 12 build with, with Starfire Protocol and Viking Funeral, and I could throw fusion nades so fast that people thought, like, how is he doing that? We'd always get people that were questioning, like, how is he throwing grenades so fast? And I would do more damage than people that use Dark Drinker, because people with Dark Drinker, they had to travel. They had to, like, cross the map. Well, because they had to cross the map, that led to me getting more damage than them. 
And because of that, it led to me feeling like I was doing something pretty cool and pretty strong. Now, when you think about exotics and how they function now, I don't necessarily feel like I'm doing anything significant. I don't feel like I'm overcoming something that's significantly hard. I'm just obliterating everything in my path with Skull of the Dire Ahamkara. I basically always have a tether. I always have a tether. Uh, I think that just leads to really strange stuff. Um, because you're, you're basically, you're not, you don't feel like you're meeting a pain point. You feel like you're just overriding content, you know, it, it gets, it just gets to the place where you don't really, I just, I don't feel like I'm stronger than the content. I feel like I've just completely and utterly cheapened the content. It's, it's really, it's a really, it's a delicate balance. It's, it's, it's one of those things where I've been playing Guacamelee and they make things really, really difficult. Some of the encounters, some of the puzzles, they're really, really crazy. Okay. And the harder they are, there's like more satisfaction usually for me in the, when I, when I'm done, when I finally beat it, there's like more satisfaction. I feel more, a, a greater sense of satisfaction from that feeling of, Oh, I've 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 done well. I've gotten all this, you know, I've 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 gotten all this way. When it's really really easy, it's almost like you know, what's the point? It wasn't that difficult to begin with. Um So, there's that delicate balance of if it's trivial, you don't feel any satisfaction in beating it. If it's too hard or it's just insanely delta scaled, it feels cheesy as well. Having content feel like it really, really pushes you to the place where when you beat it, you feel you've overcome something and and you feel like your loadout and your super and everything played a part. That that's I think that's one of the more challenging things for them to do. I think Wrath of the Machine and Kingsfall got it right. I think they I think those raids got it better than almost any any of the raids uh, up to now because there just was a clear spectrum of challenge and running different loadouts, running different things, running different abilities and supers definitely felt like it it made my experience go uh, smoother than when I was running like older builds and stuff so I just was experimenting with that gun we're going to sit in orbit for the rest of this just so I can go faster through the questions CP4 Gators what has to exist for you to feel justified using an exotic is it crazy power interesting perks good looks well not good looks It ne- I-, I think it needs to change the way that I'm playing Starfire Protocol changed the way that I played the I'm trying to think of exotics that I would run on my... Like, the the Twilight Garrison changed the way that you played. I didn't play a lot of Hunter uh, back in the day. I didn't play a lot of Hunter on in D1, even though his tether was pretty awesome. I'm trying to think of what would have been a go-to exotic for a Hunter in D1. I, I'm, I'm kind of blanking. But... In, in that regard, when I run Skull... Yeah, I ran Bones. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Bones of AO is typically what I ran. Um, and then Graviton. And I ran Graviton. It was either it was either Bones or Graviton. So, that those were things that enabled me to do something a little bit extra. Kind of changed the way that I played. It made some of the jumping puzzles a little bit easier. Um, but they weren't... I never felt like... I didn't feel like Bones... Um, I didn't feel like Bones or the the Garrison was a little cheesy in, in PvP. It didn't feel cheesy in, in PvE. Um, but Bones and Graviton felt influential enough. They just... One of the things they're doing now, I would try and recapture that. Have something like the Graviton or like Bones that affects a specific attunement so you feel different when you run that attunement. Next question comes from Ed... Why do they limit the amount of exotics we can have equipped? Armor, I understand, but guns, who cares if I want to run Thorn, Telesto, Warcliffe? It's just a way of, it's just a way to keep things balanced. They've just done it that way for a while. Eugene, why such a topic? What prompted it? There was an article by Paul Tassie. Again, I'm not arguing that they need to be nerfed. I'm talking about whether or not his suggestions to change them uh, are good suggestions. Nerd bomb. I feel like my entire loadout revolves around Ace of Spades due to its PVE power, and that's mostly what I play. What are some legendaries that you use in your primary that have replaced it? I mean, the Breakneck, I would argue. The Breakneck, the Bygones, 
the warden's law are all perfectly good primary weapons that would enable you then to run you know tractor cannon a trace rifle they would enable you to run whisper of the worm 1k voices thunderlord it would kind of open you up uh, open up your build a little bit ace of spades ace of spades is actually not that amazing for pve it's a little bit I mean, it's obviously good in both situations, but it's just a really good solid all-around weapon for PvP. Um, But in PvE, you can definitely put it away and run a Warden's Law and, you know, or a really, really good, uh, a really, really good Better Devils, you know, would be good too. Eknor, right now, I have a lot of exotics that complement our supers and abilities. Do you think they need more exotics that complement weapons? I think that's a missed opportunity. I mean, I got to think about this one because I don't know what exactly you would do to make, like, what would you do with an exotic to make it, to pair it with a a weapon in particular. One of the reasons that's difficult to do, I think, is you've got to be, you got to make sure you're not accidentally breaking the game. Um, That could, that could go poorly. That could, you could have too many combinations. Um, yeah, you got things like lucky pants and stuff like that. Yeah, I I don't yeah, I don't know because generally speaking you know, lucky pants and peacekeepers, I, I don't know if those have have really landed in a good way and are, I don't think they're like super popular. Um I don't know. I I think they're popular in certain circumstances. And that might be an answer to the problem, right? How I said, oh, we should have an exotic for every attunement, and then that would make you play different. Well, if you had an exotic for particular loadouts or weapons, you know, it might make you play, you know, play different. Nerd Bomb. I agree with your point on Orpheus rigs. I've been using the same subclass and exotic combo since year one. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, I fell out after Forsaken due to lack of exotic drops and no changes in the meta. Felt very samey. That's not a freaking question. Uh, Eugene, not directly related to the topic, but any information on how did Lord of Wolves become a shotgun? It seems like a pulse rifle. I don't know. I'm not from the weapon design team. It's always been a shotgun. Uh, it's just Josh now. Do you believe that Bungie should move away from randomly rolled armor in favor of armor drops with certain effects and certain stats that can be farmed? Obviously, they'd be weaker than exotic. I think a lot of the exotics would be better suited for pinnacle pieces of armor. It'd be like a it'd be like a breakneck. It would have a, a, a specific thing that it does for you, and then you'd have to grind for it. I think in general, grinding for a pinnacle piece of gear and then just getting it is not as rewarding or as exciting as going after a randomly a random roll that can be really, really amazing. I think that's far more rewarding. Now, everybody's different, so people might disagree with me there. But if... Whenever, whenever you're trying... Uh, whenever you're trying to... Whenever you're, whenever you're trying to solve this, this problem of random rolls, I think there's two approaches that people take. One approach is they say, random rolls is terrible, I never get what I want. The other approach that people take is, you know, static rolls is terrible, it's just a transaction of time. So a lot of times people come together on this discussion and they're like, I hate RNG, I don't want to wait on RNG. Uh, they just want static rolls for everything or they just want pinnacle weapons to chase I just feel like transaction of time on a pinnacle weapon um, it's just one of those things where if you're t- if whenever you're trying to to get a pinnacle weapon the reason I don't think it works well and it's not fun is because you're basically just waiting to be done when you're chasing a random roll, every single time the weapon drops, there's an opportunity. It's exciting. When you're doing 40 strikes, or what I was doing today to get the delirium, it just never really felt... It wasn't exciting. It was a chore. It was like, eventually I'll be done. Eventually I'll get the weapon. It just isn't as good as chasing a random roll. Um, and I don't think reforging is the answer either. I think reforging is a huge, huge detriment to, to loot pursuit. Um... So, next question from Shinobius Prime. Do you think Bungie should introduce pinnacle armor? Yeah, I talked about that in the talk. I think pinnacle armor would be a good decision. Susano, do you think that Bungie should 
do the D1 system, for example, where an exotic armor could give you an extra perk on the skill tree. I always thought that's the direction they were going to go when you use, like, the Kepri's Horn, for example. It adds something new, like a blast of fire off of your rally barricade. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Like, what if there was one that just added a blinding effect? So when you put down a wall or a rally barricade anything in its path it would like create like a white like area on the ground and blind everything in front of you you know that would be like a new ability in your attunement that would like show up um that's where i feel because if you go in and you look at the attunements skull of the dire ahamkara could add a um, like a, a smaller diamond in the middle here that you would highlight and be like, oh, what's it do? What does Skull do to Attunement of Chaos? What does it do to uh, Nova Warp? What does it do to, you know, whatever the one is down here? Attunement of Hunger and Attunement of Vision. You know, maybe that's another idea to give these exotics more versatility is that on each individual thing the skull adds an attunement that is different per per uh, per thing an ability per attunement something like that so you go to that attunement you're like oh here the skull adds projectiles here the skull adds um you know you gain some super energy back but it's like 40 to 50% max here the skull creates uh, little little novas that go out and you know suppress the enemy or something i don't know Something like that, I think, could could be could be done with the the exotics as well and the attunements. Evil the Waffler. Off topic, but have you played the around the base survival mode in Mass Effect? If so, what's your thoughts adding something like that to Destiny? Well, I mean, I know people want something like that, like a horde mode or a round base like survival mode. I don't. I'm not familiar with the one for Mass Effect, so I don't know how well it would be received in uh, in this game. But I will say that. Something like that could work. I think what they did with the Infinite Forest this time around is really, really close to being what we want. Dark Knight. If they convert some exotics into pinnacle weapons and armor, do you think there could be an issue with super strong builds? No, because that's what we're supposed to be doing anyway. We're supposed to be building super strong builds. Like, I'm going to give you an example of, of a piece of armor that could probably be turned into a, a legendary you know, pinnacle piece of armor, okay? Um, immediately regenerate health, melee, grenade, and rift energy upon activating your super. Nearby allies recharge class abilities faster. Okay, this this could be a legendary. Like, this, this could be a pinnacle legendary that you have to grind for. So, I get health, melee, and grenade, and rift energy when I activate my super. That's that's nice, but that's not game-breaking. You'd pop your well and then immediately have all those things. Well, melee and grenade are kind of helpful in a well, and your rift isn't. So it's kind of like, I, you know, and immediately regenerating health, that's not really game-breaking, because a lot of the times you pop your super, you're going into an environment where you're having full health anyway, or you're using it to resist damage to try to survive. That's not game-breaking. Nearby allies recharge class abilities faster. Again, I, I, I just don't, <laughs> I don't think that's that strong. Apotheosis Veil could probably be turned into a legendary pinnacle piece of gear that you can grind for that specific role and it would have that as a perk on there. So like if you look at the if you look at the onslaught, right? You've got you I'm sorry, look at the breakneck and then onslaught's here. Basically, you would go to the Apotheosis Veil as a legendary and have like that extra perk. It wouldn't show up where it is now. Um, or maybe it does. Maybe it shows as, as an intrinsic perk. In general, that's kind of my point, is that there are a lot of exotics that you 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 got two choices, I think. Okay? You either make something like Apotheosis Veil way more interesting or stronger, or you take it out of being an exotic. I have another world. Highlights priority targets and improves the regeneration speed of your grenade, melee, and rift abilities. What is that? How is that an exotic? What is that? It looks cool. What does that even do for you? It does have one of the coolest ornaments in the game, though. I, that, that's nothing. Like, 
It highlights priority targets and it improves your regeneration. That sounds like a perk that belongs on a pinnacle, like a curated god roll legendary piece of armor. It just doesn't sound like it belongs on an exotic. Crown of Tempest. Arc ability kills increase the recharge rate of your arc abilities and extend the duration of storm trance. This could be maybe tweaked a little bit to become a legendary instead of an exotic, but that also just doesn't feel that that that's probably good in some environments. Um the, uh, void kills in void kills increase ability energy recharge rate. I just there are so many there are so many in here that just don't do enough. They don't do enough. Uh, getaway artist hold LB to convert your arc grenade into a supercharged arc soul. The arc soul functions as an autonomous turret. I mean, that one's hard to say. That could be a legendary. Crown of Tempest is really good. Right, I'm just kind of reading them and, and, and kind of just riffing on them. I mean, some of them are probably fine. The, I would want to see an argu- argument made for why they should stay as exotics because I just don't see, outside of PvP, a lot of them just don't seem to have really any use or traction. Cletus, do you think by updating the game engine, the gunplay would change, not feel the same? It's possible. I think they could recapture it. Bonus Brewster. I feel the reason the exotic armor pieces are used... I just, that's just a bunch of opinion and it's too long I'm not uh, Shelby do you think exotics should even be touched personally I think they shouldn't be I got 1k voices for the first time yesterday and it's powerhouse the the argument that we put forth has already been pretty well made that that not that necessarily they need to be nerfed but that some of these are so insanely strong they they need to be dialed back or changed and others need to be brought up uh D Diev your friend says rage what exotics do you think need to be tweaked uh, we've already kind of went on the ones that Paul Tassi outlined suggestions for outside of that I think a ton of exotics need to be buffed or turned into pinnacle legendaries graviton lance would be a good example of this some of the exotic pieces of armor that I just looked at would be good examples of this there are there are plenty of weapons and items like the graviton lance that just don't they do not do enough. They are not strong enough to be an exotic. The Graviton lands, the Sunshot, uh, I don't know about the Hardlight, the, the Polaris Lance, you know, so plenty of these just have no business being an exotic. Uh, maybe even Skyburner's Oath. I, I don't know. It, it, it depends. Um, it really depends. That is so ugly with that one on there. Next question comes from Golf Addict. Uh, what do you think some of the fundamental fixes Bungie needs to do for Destiny 3? What extreme changes would you like to see? I mean, I get this question a lot. Ground level, I think we need bigger environments and bigger bigger scale. So our perk trees need to have more depth. Every gun needs significant amount more perks on them. So there's a lot of more combinations, a lot of more customization. Uh, dedicated servers would be a good, really, really good win. Uh, building it in an engine that can be optimized for console to be 60 FPS the way Fortnite was would be good too. It's not just because Fortnite has cartoony graphics. You can scale down textures, render distance, draw distance. A lot of things can be done in an agile engine like Unreal that that enables you to get better uh, six you know better FPS on consoles, especially the new consoles coming out. Jake Lono, do you think Bungie should come up with quests of getting Crucible Pinnacle weapons without playing competitive Crucible? I'm a PVE player, but I really want the Recluse SMG. I tried playing comp, lost five games in a row. I'm back to zero. I don't know what to tell you. They're Pinnacle PvP weapons, so you're probably going to need to do Pinnacle PvP activities. There's a significant danger, I would think, in saying they need to introduce something awesome for PvE or PvP, and then they let you completely bypass the environment that it's intended for. Um, If the lame exotics were turned into Pinnacle Legendaries, wouldn't the drop rate for a true exotic be even worse than it is now? Not necessarily, Cat, because you would shrink that pool, so whenever they do drop, your odds of getting something that you need might go up because the pool would be thinner. Right? If, If I'm pulling a card out of a deck and there it's 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 only hearts and diamonds well then the odds are your odds are better of of uh if well hang on how do i want to phrase this that's not right um if you sh- if you shrink the pool it becomes easier for you to get things that you don't have because there's a bunch of other things no longer in the pool 
uh, kind of a thing. I can't think of a good example, but that's that's. I don't think it would hurt the drop rates at all. Uh, do you think Siva will return? If so, when? I have no idea. Not anytime soon, though. I think what's what's around the corner is the Dreadnought and Sabathun. Uh, Smeej, I feel I don't have uh, <clears throat> excuse me a choice but to run Raiden Flux when running Arc Strider in PVE. Is this a symptom of needing a nerf or other Arc Strider exotics? This is why I said every attunement needs an exotic. Okay. So you let's just imagine this is Arc Strider. There should be an exotic for each attunement. So maybe if you got tired of running Raiden Flux, you could pick it like the lower tree or the top tree or whatever tree or a different tree than what you're picking. Um, and that would enable you to then use the, the different, you know, a different exotic and for it to play differently for you. Um, I think, I think that could be beneficial. I think, I think that would be a good way for you to feel like, oh, I don't have to run Raiden Flux, but I can still run Arc Strider. You're making kind of the point that I made. You pick Arc Strider and you're like, I got to run Raiden Flux. Instead of like, I'm going to pick Arc Strider and I'm going to run Raiden Flux only if I run this attunement. If I don't run this attunement, there's other exotics I'd like to use. It's just Josh now. Do you think the release of the Master Chief Collection will affect Destiny's competitive PvP engagement uh, since it seems that most people won in comp can be found in Halo games? I don't know. I don't know if people are really going to clamor to that. It certainly is possible. Uh... It, it certainly is possible. I wouldn't put a lot of chips on that table, though. I would have... I don't know. That that That's a that's a long shot in my mind. I think that the, 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 the audience that would go in there and clamor and rally around that, that version of PvP, I don't think is a very large group at this point. I'm not saying people won't do it. I don't think it's a significant enough people to really hurt Destiny... Uh, in any significant way. Again, that's a good experiment. If a bunch of Destiny players leave Destiny and they go to play the Master Chief Collection and they're like, oh yeah, this is going to be truly competitive, no supers, no exotics, blah, 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 blah. They may end up not liking it. I happen to, I've, I've made the prediction that they won't like it because it won't feel like Destiny. I think they'll get bored. Unless they're already a big fan of that style. Uh, <clears throat> Jake says, Lono, do you think Bungie should come up with quests for getting Crucible Pinnacle weapons without playing... Uh, oh, I already read that one. Uh, John Lanza. Earlier today I was watching you play and you basically had unlimiting throwing knives. How? Okay, so if you run Ophidius Faith on a hunter, way of a thousand cuts, you got knife trick, Ophidius Faith gives you two, and if Brawler is running... Or you run the Rebel Retonic for the melee refresh. You can basically throw them as fast as you possibly can. So a Nightfall or a Strike or the Reckoning with Brawler does it. Uh, and if that if Brawler's not available, you can always go into the Tonics and put on the melee buff, the boost or whatever. But obviously, once the Revelry's over, you can't do that. Uh, MJU Desi Two must make the DLCs free. Do you mean if you mean past DLCs? I do think you get to a point where you need to make it really, really easy for people to get into the DLCs. But future DLCs, no, they don't need to make them free. Uh, Soladeo Gloria says, "Do you think there is enough room for Bungie to release or change exotics to modify the subclasses?" Something I think the items Tassie highlights is that they don't really change the way you play. Instead, they are win more items where you just snowball what you are already doing. Even though they are impactful, the impact can be lost because they don't alter the way that you play. Well, that's why I think if they altered the attunements, this is exa- that's exactly what would happen. That's where they'd have to get creative and say, if you run Slova, the Slow Nova, this exotic breaks that into like four or five little Novas. And then those little Novas all track. And then, you know, something like that. Like, I don't know. That would be just an, an example for, for how they could say you're going to play Slova very differently if you're running an exotic that gives you tons of projectiles that seek you're going to use that in specific instances and circumstances where you feel like that's the best option maybe not necessarily in an environment where there's a lot of bosses you know yo Royboy with 14 months uh, appreciate you man welcome back Stubot do you think if they give the super regenerating exotics a diminishing return over time, it'd be enough to completely ner- without to not completely nerf the exotics? 
that's what I said was like either do a diminishing returns or just knock it down to like 50%. I think 50% is fair. If you kill a big group and you cap it at 50% super back, that's still significant. That still helps me. I can still be doing my super often if it's used effectively. Uh, if diminishing returns, you'd have to make the timer so long to actually do anything. Because as long as you, what, wait, wait, 30 seconds? In most cases, you're killing so many ads, you're going to wait a while anyway. So you'd have to make, you'd have to make the diminishing returns be like, if you do it within two minutes, it's going to be less or something. 20 months from Hendrix Live, thank you. Uh, Silver Lumiere, do you think part of the problem is that there's just a lot of D2 exotics only affecting super and not impacting natural game enough? Well, yeah, that's part of the problem too, is that exotics are super, super uh, right now, a lot of the the, the strong exotics are focused on supers. Uh, Tropic, Tropico Daddy. In regards to orbs of light generation, I notice the difference in super energy received. When I gather an orb of light generated from super kills, I've noticed, I get more super compared to orb generation from a masterwork weapon. Is this a form of balancing yes it's a form of balancing because i can create non-stop orbs with my gun if the ads are in abundance that's not the same as like trying to use your super effectively getting a bunch of kills and then generating the really big orbs that's that is that's why they do it that way djc says you already spoke to this but i think it's best to have both random rolls and specific pinnacle weapons and armor for quest triumphs do you think a mix is better than a full-on random roll of anything. I like random rolls a lot. I think grinding for static rolls is way less interesting, unless obviously it's an exotic in a raid and you're hoping that it drops. I mean, exotics having a static roll is fine. Um, so, as far as you know, you already spoke to this. Do you think random rolls and specific pinnacle weapons and armor aggressive times? Do you think it's picks are better? Yeah, I, I'm just way. I'm always gonna lean closer to random rolls. I'm always gonna lean closer to random rolls. Always. Uh, Darth Louie. It's very clear that Bungie can't find a baseline between over nerfing or buffing regarding both exotics and weapon types. Uh, grenade launcher is essentially a trade off for nerfs to whisper LMGs. Uh, do you think this is something Bungie can currently fix or require a weapon system rework? I just think they need to be willing to really give a strength in items that maybe they're afraid to, like rockets still just don't seem that great because they won't just put two in the chamber. Uh, Then there's, you know, the grenade launcher situation. Grenade launchers are okay. I just don't know if they went far enough to justify use. LMGs in general, even the delirium, I'd have to experiment with a little bit more. It was okay. It didn't feel... Uh, it didn't feel like it was amazing. It just felt like nice. So at this point, I don't know if they need to rework the weapon system, but I would say something that would help is if they gave us true elemental primaries, move primaries up and then put the, put all the secondaries in the secondary slot and then all the heavies make sure they're at their efficiency. I would move swords to the energy slot because I think swords would make more sense with less damage and more ammo in the energy slot. And then grenade launchers, I don't I I think maybe they should be like a machine gun. You know you're trading off damage, but you're getting a lot of ammo. Like that's part of the reason why it's okay. You like I know I'm not going to get as much damage as the 1k voices or a rocket launcher but what I'm losing in damage I'm gaining back in ammo capacity because a machine gun feels like sometimes you feel like you can literally you can literally shoot for what seems like forever sometimes and I think that's significant I think that's when that's when you feel that sort of decision make like oh well you know machine guns are nice i've got lots of ammo i don't get as much damage but it's a more versatile weapon i can use it on you know a bunch of trash ads i can use it on a mid-tier enemy or a or a major or a shielded enemy or a, or a, a mini boss it makes it have it more versatility so the strength of an lmg isn't in its raw power it's in its power combined with its versatility and a grenade launcher could be very similar so uh fidel says there's 
one more exotic question uh exotic weapon quest left in this season you think it will be a brand new weapon or a d1 weapon again i have no idea it seems like it might be cabal rated because there's like key cards involved i don't know what it's going to be if it's if it's i hope it's something brand new a j christ don't you think it would be easier to go back to life exotics uh, that can be equipped with other exotics like the marks or the bond of d1 I mean, you could maybe go through and say weapons like Suros Regime, Graviton Lance, and others just aren't strong enough to be restrictive with. Like, they could be equipped with other exotics. Like, are you really breaking anything if you equip a Huckleberry along with a Wardcliffe Coil? Probably not. But I don't think they're going to want to do that. Those That type of a rule change is, is probably too significant in their mind. The Block Magician. Do you think they should add a legit pinnacle armor, the quest line and everything for a piece of armor? I mean, if it was good and it had a cool perk set on it, I, I probably would. Um, Lloyd Christmas. How would it feel and work out if they took your pinnacle armor idea and just moved it to a perk with the rest of them being random rolls? Uh, keeps the chase alive for multiple build possibilities and multiple subclasses. I just really feel like if you're going to do the idea that I've kind of put out there is like, oh, do a pinnacle version that you have to, you know, chase and it's curated. Um, you're saying move it to a perk with the rest being random rolls. Oh, yeah, that's my that's like exactly the idea I've had for a long time. Like the breakneck should have been a, a pinnacle curated roll and you would be grinding random rolls on the hazard of the cast and then the breakneck could drop. Same thing with armor. I You know, very, very uh, similar ideas with the armor about how well, you know, you don't necessarily just get it after running, you know, 40, 40 strikes. You'd have to grind for the armor piece, and eventually you would hopefully, you know, with the random rolls, you'd finally get the curated version. Uh, BDMC Brayer says, Super regenerating exotics have that have a diminishing timer, but buff something like grenade energy while the, w- with the diminishing stacks. Yeah, I just, I don't know if that's a solution. Maybe just tone down how much super you can get back. Uh, with Orpheus rigs, you could probably do the timer because Orpheus rigs just kind of get spammed anywhere there's a lot of enemies. And then that kind of trivializes it. And we all know we're like, well... Yeah, just keep using Orpheus rig. Like we all know it's kind of corny, but you know, a diminishing timer would probably work the best on the Orpheus rigs. It probably wouldn't work as well on Skull, just because Skull, you're gonna clear all the enemies, they're dead, and then you gotta wait for another batch. And by the time that other batch comes out, there's probably only a few circumstances where it would actually hurt Skull, especially if you're playing with a full team, because they're gonna be killing stuff as well. So there's not gonna be, there's not always that nice cluster of enemies that happens in the infinite forest a lot. Like I go to kill a cluster of enemies and somebody's already thrown a grenade or somebody's already, you know, launched a rocket. So that is the final question. If you guys enjoyed this segment and you're here live, be sure to click the follow button. Uh, I'm gonna continue streaming. I'm not shutting down. So if you're here live, don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash stay no to rage. As with all of my content, please like, share, and subscribe.